0: Spaces, hosted by Walking90. I'm your host as always, Elliot Barr, and I'm very excited because we beat Chattanooga 3 nothing last night, and I did not expect it. Uh, also joining is my other co-host, Mr. Chip the Dip, uh the guy that's probably single-handedly helped Union Omaha sell half the city tickets to Sporting KC. Well,
1: that's not quite accurate, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've definitely sold a lot. It's pretty, been pretty cool to see. I've been... uh talking to a lot of people who are going to their first Union Omaha game, which says a lot that it's on the road for their first game. So that means but The other different... side
0: of the city is now going to games.
1: Exactly. Like I said, that's a different conversation for a different time and hopefully once they go once, uh, they'll, they'll go to some games in Omaha as well.
0: Yeah, that game is what? Happening in a couple of weeks or next week?
1: Yeah, June 22nd. So we've got 20 days to figure out everything. I've a couple of the Byron guys uh, are down there that I know, and so we're planning to meet up and have a couple beers. And it'll be interesting because only, I've only ever been down there for Byron games, so it'll be fun to be <laughs> Yeah,
0: very, very much so. So, uh, Chip, I want to ask you this, man, before we get started talking about last week's games and definitely the game with the Happy Essay. Um, why is everyone so pissed at me about my opinion about Christian Cream Donuts? I, I got to know.
1: I don't know. I think it's just because people... So, for everyone uh, who's listening either live or on the recording, uh, Yogi tweeted out about how Krispy Kreme donuts essentially were trash. Because they are. And he got a lot of hates. And I I guess I'll just say this. It's like, it's same uh, same with some people's taste and kids. Some people just have trash taste. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's... I don't know how you can go to Krispy Kreme and have that over, like, an actual, like, good donut and be like... Yeah, this Krispy Kreme stuff, it's awesome. But that's, I will say this, though, like, with all this Twitter stuff, that's what I've learned is a lot of people like a lot of trash fast food.
0: I mean, we already knew that. Like, we grew up with it, so I expected it. But still, like, if a, store, a donut shop can not only be good when the only thing they profit towards is the hot light. Like, if you're only What's... good within a certain amount of hours for something, like, yeah. you're not good at that said product.
1: Well, and especially because, like, the Krispy Kreme donut is, like, an inferior donut. Like, you know, back in the the church, when I would go to church growing up, when someone would bring donuts, if they brought Krispy Kreme, it's like, well, shit, man, I gotta eat, like, four of these to feel something. But you get, like, a normal donut, you you can have one and be good. Like, they're just, like, which maybe people like that texture or something, but it's, I don't know. I just don't feel that they're very substantive. And, you know, everyone has a good local donut place. Like, if you're in Omaha and you think Krispy Kreme is good do me a favor, go down to Olsen's on 10th Street, meet the nice little old 97-year-old Danish ladies that work there, buy yourself a donut, thank me later. Or at least, yeah. like, go to Pettit's, or, like, shit, the gas station has better donuts than Krispy Kreme does in Omaha. <laughs> like, go to Come and Go.
0: <laughs> like, there's a bunch of places in risk where that are better than Krispy Kreme, and I'm like, Krispy Kreme's not all that good. It's not. No. It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's talk all about that, man. I think the first game we got to talk about um, – oh, well, before we even talk about that, man. First of all, we got a lot of players going on international break. I think two players from North Carolina, one player from Fuego. I think, if I'm not mistaken, one player from NOCO? Yeah, then Sorry, has Oh, um River Rivera. Has the player.
1: Or, uh... Yeah, we have Ricky Rivera, our Puerto yeah. Rican wonder kid going.
0: Yeah. You know? So I mean, hey, that's that's pretty dope to see. Like all guys are getting called up and to let you know, like there's no well, I'm not gonna say there's not a talent between the championship and league one because there is. But I will say this, like players can come to USL League One and still play for the national team. Like it isn't like that death nail sentence that you might see in other third divisions, I would say.
1: Right. And you know, and while they are mostly like the Caribbean teams which aren't exactly CONCACAF Giants <laughs> Uh, in Guatemala, it's, it, they are good teams. Like, Guatemala is going to be in the World Cup qualifiers when we expand. They've been in the World Cup qualifiers before. So these aren't, like, slouch teams. Like, half, I feel like half of Trinidad and Tobago was in League One last year. And, you know, that was a team that famously knocked the U.S. out of World Cup competition in uh, 2018.
0: Yeah. yeah, very much so. Like, a team that like very much knocked them out. Yeah. And, and it so- would
1: be really cool, I think this round there's nobody from league one that'll be representing in the world cup but it'd be really cool with the expanded format in 2026 if you had some league one players playing in the u.s for the open cup that'd be huge for the league
0: right much so. i think i just invited brandon so he'll join us shortly but um i guess we'll go ahead and talk about last week's set of games first game we'll probably talk about is the game that pissed me off to no end uh (laughs) richmond one north carolina two (laughs) <laughs> I'm just gonna sum this up quickly. No Carolina, and Ch- well, Chattanooga away are just shit shows for us. We can't do anything there. Nothing. Absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah, well, and it's especially crazy because last year when they were just like god awful, and you guys were pretty good, you still couldn't do anything there.
0: No, no, we couldn't, and I couldn't. I do not, I do not know why. For the life of me, when we go down there, it's like we just lose every part of our brains. I don't get it. Um, it was a very confusing game, I will say that as well, just because of the fact of we started off so well <clears throat> we started off so well against them, and then there were points in the game where North Carolina was getting back in, and getting back in. It was like our midfield just couldn't get a foot on the ball. And I think it's the same issue that we talked about before previous with Richmond is they're one of the better defensive teams. Like we're not worried about them defensively. It's about can they control the game in the midfield and can they create quality chances and can they finish those chances? That's really the recipe for Richmond to be one of the better teams. If they can't do that, Richmond's a pretty easy team to beat. And I think this game kind of proved it. Mm-hmm. Which, uh,
1: and at least this year, though, North Carolina is pretty good. So you can not take some solace in that. I'm pulling off the table right now because <clears throat> I can't remember exactly. But, you know, they're second. Who, again, Charlotte Independence and North Carolina are first and second in the table right now. Granted,
0: well, look, as there is a big disparity in played games, like the home of soccer.
1: it all it all started when they got an MLS <laughs> team. There's there's no uh there's right. no coincidence there, right? They brought that soccer culture to Carolina. And has to show out for the CLT, right?
0: <laughs> right, everyone has to show out. It's they're kind of like Voltron at this point. <laughs> <clears throat> and Richmond's happened to play Voltron all the many times. I don't know why. We played Charlotte, we played North Carolina, Diffusion, Charlotte, and Greenville. Goddamn, we actually have played the goddamn Voltron.
1: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I will say it's not looking so good for Richmond's smothered and covered up hopes, that's nah, for sure.
0: No, nah, absolutely not. I don't know what the standings are. In that I need to ask Ebony. She need to let us know as uh, soon as possible. But <clears throat> I will say there's a little <laughs> positive out of this for me is that, um, once again, my golden boot prediction is looking pretty well. Brett McCaffrey got two goals out of this. He got a penalty. Um, in my opinion, I think that penalty was a little safe, but my rule of thumb when it comes to USL League One is that if you're going to put it in the ref's hands to make that call, nine times out of ten, they're going to make that call in this league, especially not with VAR or you know good ARs or like that. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of happen.
1: Right I mean it's just like that Charlotte Omaha goal It's like I'm sure that's the last thing That ref wanted to be put in is a situation at the very end of the game Where you have No clue <laughs> if it went in or not And you have to decide who wins Yeah and you lose. no this, you really do These these refs uh, are not going to give you that call Especially in crunch night For the most part unless they like half
0: can. Right. And you're just like God I hope we don't ruin this You know <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope so um, so Evan's going to join us Brandon's not because he's being a family man like Kyle who's also being a family man so uh, by the way we're wishing the best for Kyle's wife she just uh, had surgery recently so we wish her all the best and Kyle's doing an amazing job that he always does Um, so I guess we should move on to the next game and the team the, the game that kind of was boring I'm not going to lie uh, <laughs> Greenville 1, Chattanooga nothing. What kind of happened in this one, man?
1: Well, this is definitely one where these are teams that don't like each other, and especially with Greenville's form, this was not the result I was expecting. And as an Omaha fan, I don't know if I'm scared that Chattanooga's coming into Omaha. on a Are they on a two-game losing streak now? I don't know if that's a, a good thing or not, but
0: Oh yeah, two game. Lo- well, they're winless in their last three, and let's see. Ooh, no, actually, they have one win in their last six games. So they were kind of in a negative run form a little bit, but yeah, be interesting to see how y'all play against them.
1: Brandon just texted me and said it's a
0: very good thing
1: in all caps. So he's obviously pretty excited about how that game turned out. But yeah, I mean it
0: brings them better lower you know, enough Green- for that baby wake up. <laughs>
1: yeah. But especially for a Greenville side who's kind of looking for a win, it's nice for them to come in and get something. You know, especially game was pretty even if you look at shots and chances. Uh, so it was uh it's good for them. I think Greenville's kind of starting to come back mm-hmm. to life. I know this, mm-hmm. this is sounding sound like a broken record to everyone who listens to this pod every week, but we're definitely in a spot where um, as long as you're getting draws, it's so tight, no one's out of the race until much later in the season. And so if Greenville can start picking up wins, we could see them at the top of the table. Will that happen? I don't I don't necessarily think so, but they can start moving up the table, which is going to be great for Greenville fans because I think uh, most Greenville fans would agree that the team that they brought back this year, who finished second and the kept most of them shouldn't be –
0: in the basement of the league, yeah. Oh, real quick, I forgot to mention this, um, guys. For all the you that are listening, um, this is interactive. So, if you have any questions, if you want to comment about something, if you got a hot take you want to put out there, um, just I guess request to speak, and we'll try to hop you on so you can uh, get your opinion across. But tip, you you made a good point there with Chattanooga and Greenville, just because how he how hotly contested this game is. We know Chattanooga's kind of under it a little bit, um, but who are you more impressed with on the Greenville side? Let's let's talk about that. Are you more impressed with Greenville the one? They're kind of going back to the old mo of getting the one nothing win, um, sitting back a little bit more and getting the clean sheet, or are you kind of just like, all right, Greenville finally figured it out. Watch out, rest of USL League One. Where where are you kind of at with that?
1: Well, I think uh, Greenville still needs to figure out its scoring problem. I I know that you're a big fan of Naruto, so I will drop a Naruto quote of, you don't want to see me get into my jutsu. And that's kind of like what Greenville has, where in order for that Greenville strategy to work, they have to have competent goal scores. Yeah. And while Keegan's great, you know, I just don't think that they're necessarily at the point where they have that guy where they can execute that strategy. And if they can figure that out, they're going to be dangerous. But if they're still hoping and praying for goals, that really kind of impacts what they do on the field. And John Harkes might have to another card up his sleeve because you can't play that same way that they've been playing the past three years. if You can't put the ball in the back of the net. It's like during the final, the second Omaha scored. Yeah, like during the (laughs) final, the second Omaha scored, I turned to my wife and I said, this game's over because I knew that they're going to be on their heels for the rest of the game. And all of a sudden you need two and they just – at times, like, really lack that. Even last year, where they were more competent, they just kind of lacked that ability to find that second goal a lot of the time. Yeah. Especially when they'd been playing yeah, basketball.
0: That's true. That's true. I, I, when it also comes to Greenville, and I'm not, I promise you, I'm not knocking them, but it's just very interesting to see. Like, they're playing a double pivot of um, Smart and Walker, both older. <laughs> I'm not going to say Elder Statesman, but older in terms of USL League One um, standard, just, you know, 31. Do you think with that? Do you think with with that? Do you think Harsh is looking at it as of right, I have these two experienced midfielders out there, I can allow them to create. We know Smarter, we know Walker. What he can do, he can break up play. He can pass in between the lines. But with that said, like the pros of them and the cons of it is you have two slower midfielders that can get spread
1: quickly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think again that's kind of like the super interesting thing about League One is you have a bunch of different player recruitment styles so you have like the north carolinas of the world that want to go young so they're going to get a bunch of young guys who aren't going to be at ncfc forever and are going to go elsewhere you have the fuego who wants to capitalize on the local talent in the central valley you have omaha who's like we'll turn this team over every two years with college kids and just see what we can do and then you have greenville who wants guys that have found their level in league one and they want those veteran players. And that's great when it works, but there's also some side effects of that, which is kind of like what we talked about when you get older guys who maybe are a step slower than they should be, you can kind of get caught with your pants down. And that's one thing that Greenville really hasn't done a lot of so far is finding guys like out of college and developing them into pros. And if he could, do more of that, he might have some some ability to make the team a little bit better. But I think, you know, when you have veterans, that is unfortunately one of the side effects is they are gonna get outpaced by these, you know, 16 year olds that are on some
0: of these teams. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. That that is a downside to it. But I mean, hey, Greenville got a good win over this. Um I think at this point right now, let me just check to make sure. Uh, last five games, three wins, one draw, one loss. Think Greenville's figured it out from where they started off the start of the year at?
1: Yeah, I mean, they went from, I think they were all the way back. They weren't down in 11th, but they are in 10th, and they climbed up to 7th with 8 games. So they're right in, like, the heat of the pack and trending in the right direction. So, you know, I think that's good for Greenville, and we'll see where they, they go, because it's still a long, long season. But if they figured stuff out now, it might be a lot easier than what it was looking like a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. That's that's a positive win for them. So with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the third game of the night. Uh <laughs> Tormenta FC. Nothing. Tucson one. To before we talk about anything else in this game, um M, you finally made it. When you said you were gonna be on at seven fifteen and seven thirty four. It's better than the nine o'clock
3: from last week, so don't play with me.
0: <laughs> this is also
3: awesome, This is awesome, too.
0: Oh um, so right now, kind of we're just talking about we are just started to talk about Tormenta F Tucson. Um <clears throat> Let's first of all before we started this game, were were we wrong at overhyping Tormenta or were we right when we were saying just going through a bad match right now?
3: Uh I mean I still feel bad like overhyping them. Because I know, I know, we know what they could be, but they're not, Mm -hmm. right? We're not, we're not crazy, right? We know what they could be, and they're just not being, they're not being that good. They have the talent, like, they lost a lot of people, but they, they spent a lot of money. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Like, what's their next game?
0: Um, the next, well, Tucson on Saturday, and then after that, they got, they come up to Richmond next
3: weekend. So, like, do we think they even do anything against Tucson? Well, that's the
0: thing. They can, but it's all about... I mean, Tucson, I mean, they lost one out there. They played Richmond up next. Um, but against Tucson, it kind of looked like the same issues of old.
3: Like, all right, they, wait, they play you guys first. They go up to, to Richmond first, and then... Yeah, they go to us first. Okay. There. They played Tucson yeah. this past weekend. Yeah. So it's Well, this is score lines. Oh,
0: you
3: said what? Uh, I mean, this. Like, you guys just came off a really, really good result. So, you guys are hungry. You guys are feeling it. Are you really not going to go take it to Georgia, uh, Georgia's back line that looks like string cheese at the moment?
0: It doesn't. Yeah. Get, it doesn't get
3: any better right now for them. So no, it doesn't. I don't think they. It doesn't. I, I, they might. Are they frauds? Are we? Are we the bad guys here for calling them frauds? I don't want to call them frauds. So that seems mean.
0: I don't think they're frauds. I don't think Tormenta's frauds. I think the thing about Tormenta is. I, I guess it goes back to the tip. It goes back to your point about Fuego because we're really based off of the Fuego of them losing 4 nothing that we did not expect because from it, the defense all year has been locked down, And we we're talking about has Yar finally got into that upper echelon of goalkeepers with Nuhu care of, And then to see them lose 0-4 against a Fuego side, they were like, all right, they kind of went off a of dumb luck. And they lose to a 2 team that we're all saying to watch Rockville in USL League 1, it kind of just makes you wonder. Like... Were they just fucking out? Or is this something where it's just like, all right, it's a bad two-game stretch. We'll fix it against Richmond.
1: Well, I want to say this is a bad game and a bad stretch. If you look at the stats, the stats are ridiculous. So, one, if you didn't watch this game, I was shocked to see that it was at Georgia. I assumed that it was in Tucson when I saw the scoreline. You know, some wonky shit happens when you go out to the desert. But it gets wonkier, too. Uh... Tucson was playing a man down for over half the game. They had a, a red card on the 38th minute. And then if you go down and look at the stats, Tormenta had 68% of possession, 21 shots on goal, when Tucson had four. Like, if you didn't see the scoreline, you would not have predicted a 1-0 loss for Tormenta here. Like, they they won, won everywhere but the scoreboard. It's ultimately where it matters the most so you know they they were it's one of those weird ones where you're the best lot I think is what this game was
3: I mean looking at Tucson's form they they that was their only you know win like they they lost to Charlotte they lost to ncFC lost to Georgia previously and then and then they came away with that 3-2 weird win in uh, Chattanooga, so they were they they weren't looking good either. And then they went into Georgia, where we were just like, oh yeah, Georgia's going to be the team. They're going to lock it down. They're going to be top six, and they do that. And and then all of a sudden Georgia can't put a string can't string together two wins, and then they go to a red hot Richmond Kickers, and then they get Northern Colorado, who's also a wild card. Their next chance to really win a game is going to be Ford Madison. Might be.
0: Might actually. Be. It itself sounds crazy to say. Um, I think unless I want to give a little sign to FC 2 Tucson because, like we did, like I just said, like they probably have one of the weakest roster bills in USL League One. But are they kinda of like North Carolina last year where they might not they probably are not gonna hold up the table at the end of the year? More than like – But can they be dominant over one team over the course of a year? Is it possible? Or like are they gonna be the team that just wildly upset the team and knocks somebody out the playoffs?
3: Hmm. Are they gonna are they gonna play spoiler? I don't no, I don't think so. Cause that was us. That was supposed to be NCFC last year, and we definitely didn't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, think, hey, I think, well, I think it's anything, if we
0: beat off in one game, we would have had a playoff game. So don't say y'all don't play spoiler now.
3: Oh, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> we're still we're still beating kickers at home, so yeah. I'm which okay. we've
0: already talked about. We don't need to talk about that no more. What? You sure? Yes, I'm sure. We that's the boogeyman. <laughs> that's That's you own on the block we're not ready for it
3: just saying we we did it
1: yeah I mean I I definitely think that's going to be the interesting thing to see this year
0: you cut out there Chip
1: yeah so I think that'll be the interesting thing to see this year is uh, I think the table's looking to be really really close it'll be interesting to see at the end of the year if we do have of someone who's a big everybody else, like we have the last couple of years. Or if.
0: See, this is what happens when you have shitty internet.
3: Just <laughs> that spectrum internet, my word. Right.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, with Chip's over there trying to figure out how his internet is doing. Um, well, we're going to talk about his dirty birds. <laughs> Union Omaha, nil-nil against nil, Um, I was expecting goals in this game, and the fact that I did not see a goal in this game, let me know that everything is a lie. And I also think these are two teams that hate the ball because, seriously, both of them are below 300 passes in this game. Union Omaha had 260. <clears throat> Noko had 211. You only had two shots – well, four shots that actually were on target. And, I mean, I think it's one more set that I saw. Yeah. Union Omaha had more – it's my fault. Union Omaha had the same amount of passes in their own half as Noco had in Union Omaha's half. This game did not live up to the height that I was expecting it to be. Disappointed. I
3: remember I remember we were talking about it last week like we were like oh this is just gonna be like a very cruising game for Omaha and then they and then they which I guess it kinda was but it just didn't produce anything and I'm like that's kinda different mm-hmm. you would think that they would be on kinda of a high uh, especially after that Open Cup win but yeah, obviously shout out to them for the Open Cup win um, I thought they were going to take that momentum and then just like go at no co. and then I didn't see his goal and I was like that's, that's kind of I don't even know if I can say that's kind of not like them but that is kind of their MO a, a little bit I'm not going to say I don't need any Omaha fans in my mentions I mean just a little bit okay? too late
0: you just made a new robbery with you
3: <laughs> I love you guys i swear no and i i think not the me. big
0: thing here too is
1: we did rotate out god damn shit. can you not hear me
0: no we can you just called oh. it was
1: hilarious <laughs> we did uh we did i actually wasn't at this game i caught the vid so i am recovering from that still uh but so definitely like we said last podcast don't be raw dog and no air especially if you're not vaccinated um But we did rotate a lot of people out. We saw Dion Akoff come in on the right wing, who has been – Jay will never say, but it seems like he was injured. So he came in, got subbed off early. We had Riviera and Malcolm starting up top, which are not like the normal pairing that we have of No Meza and Hugo Kamitani. So they both came in later in the game when we were looking for results. So we definitely rotated through, which I think that's like kind of the – interesting load management thing you have to remember for Union Omaha with these cup games is all of a sudden you have to rotate sometime and you don't want to rotate during the cup because you want to win so then sometimes you just have to rotate during these league matches which means that you're not always for or, uh, fronting your best 11 which especially on the attack and especially with a, a young team everywhere tinkering with one or two things can sometimes mean that the team looks completely different and not a good way just because there's not that familiarity that you had with like an Omaha team last year where everyone had played each- with each other for the past two years and they knew where they were going to be. They knew what was happening. It didn't matter who you switched out because they knew how to play with them. And so it's, you know, these guys hadn't played in this lineup before. So that's the other big thing. And again, NOCO isn't a slouch, you know, no- they have a great defense. They, use international slots on their defense, which uh, means that you're pretty serious about it. And, you know, I'm really glad that they didn't score because they've been scary. And Irvin Parra, I think, is uh, one of the scariest dudes in this
0: league. Yeah, he does seem to be getting rounded out in the form where he started off in the U.S. Open Bowl game, which is still one of the more uh, hilarious rare cards that I probably will ever see this year. Um,
1: oh, yeah, he had a hard card. At the end of this game, and he just walks away like a like a pro. He's like, mm, "Fuck it, I don't care. Give me a card." Yeah, I pulled that guy down. Don't give a shit. <laughs> that was one of our yeah, big guys. scoring chances, and he just went, "Nope." Late in the game, you're on the ground. I'm walking away. Thanks for the card. See you later.
0: <laughs> right, like mm, I'm not putting effort into this. Um, Union. I mean, what Noco gets a home game coming up soon. It's going to be interesting for him. Yeah, really Brian, smack. do you have anything to Let say about call. the Omaha
1: game? I know you were there and you have one of the best seats in the house. Do you have any comments? If you want to say something, uh, request to speak and we'll get you speaking.
0: Holy shit. We got Kyle Baby Duty on the line. And hey, Brian. Brian, if you want to speak, you're more than welcome to, sir. Um, All right. Well, will Brian and Kyle figure out if they want to speak or not. Let's move on to the last game to throw Kyle because he hasn't spoken about it yet. Fuego draws one-one with Ford Madison. God, <laughs> pretty. I know Kyle probably cussed and threw something across the house, but this one gotta suck for Ford Madison right now. They're
1: back in a mid-season form of drawing all these games. I I know I had a, a not so funny meme about it where I was like. Uh, you need Omaha asking for Madison how not to get draws in games. And Madison be like, that's the neat part. You don't. Uh, so it was, you know, back in their their form. And it was interesting because if Madison had won that game, uh, Omaha would have been at 11th place in the table. So I texted a couple of people, Brian included, and be like, don't take the bait. You're, they're going to bait you into saying something about Omaha being last. Don't take it. But then luckily, uh, Fuego figured it out and scored that late stunner to salvage the draw. Yeah.
0: Salvage
3: so the draw <laughs> he Huh? He said late stunner. like yeah. yeah for the for the banter I'll say late stunner. Yeah let's go for <laughs> it. Kyle talk to us
0: man. What happened during this game, my guy?
2: Um let's see. Where should I begin with it? The first half was Madison was doing a pretty good job overall. I would say they that was probably the most impressive they had looked. The attack looked more fluid. They seemed to be getting more connected passes. I think Z Bartman has been the key to it. I think when he is starting, and I think he's starting to find his form, and I think he's starting to find his rhythm. So he's been kind of the guy that was able to kind of connect it all. They didn't get that many shots on target, but at least it looked like this was a team that knew how to attack for the first time in God knows how long. So that was kind of nice. Um So that was like the first... 30, 35 minutes, but then after, I would say, like, the last 10 minutes of the first half, that's when Fuego really started to get into the game, started to kind of get some chances. The second half was a lot of Fuego. Like, the fact that Fuego didn't score, I think that was a testament. I mean, Phil Brito made a couple of big saves as well, so shout out, Phil. Um, It was just one of those where I didn't, like, as the second half went on, It was looking more and more like Fuego was going to get the goal to take the lead. And then Madison brings on Jeremiah Strang. Hits a beautiful free kick. Didn't expect that to go in. Top notch. Well done, Jeremiah. But then Fuego kept attacking. They kept attacking. And they got the late goal off of a set piece, which has been Madison's weakness all year. And Madison had a few chances late. I know Bartman had a chance at the top of the box that he kind of just missed. He didn't really have anyone around it, but... I think a draw seemed fair. Fuego definitely was more impressive in the second half. Madison was more impressive in the first half. And I think both teams probably could feel like we should have gotten three points. But at the same time, they also probably could feel like, yeah, draw. we kind of escaped with the draw there. I mean, if you had told me going into the game that Ford we were going to draw against Fuego, I probably would have been okay with it. But the manner in which they conceded another set-piece goal, no one near the near post at all, was a little bit frustrating.
0: Yeah, I, I imagine so. That had to be a little frustrating to see. Um, I mean, how much longer do we get for Madison until they get it right? Like, I think what the next under this month? I'm pulling it on right now. Hold on. At home against Tucson, Greenville, on the road against Tormenta, at home against Ford Ma- – I mean, at home against Richmond, and then on the road against Charlotte. Like, how long before that, before we're like – like in this month, like before, Foreman Madison gets it right. Get back on track. I,
2: I do said know. I had said they needed to get a minimum, and this was before. I think this wasn't including the Tormento and Richmond game. I think I said out of Fuego, Richmond. No, sorry, Fuego, Greenville, Tucson. They need to get a minimum of seven points in the month of June. I said that was the minimum. So right now you got one. You have two home games you got to win against Tucson. Like, that one I feel like has you have to win. Like, Tucson weirdly has gotten results against Chattanooga and Tormenta on the road. So it's not like Tucson is necessarily slouch, but that's probably your most winnable game in this stretch. Mm-hmm. Greenville, I'm sure they're going to want to come back and play better after getting embarrassed the last time we played Greenville. Tormenta, I don't know. Like, they're a little bit of a slump, but at the same time, Tormenta is a team that can easily – show up and score three goals or shut you out. Like, you can't write off Tormenta, and you got a Henny Derby, which, I don't know. Like, that's probably going to be a 1-0 one way or the other. I don't know which way it's going to go. So I think you need a minimum of seven points this month. You have to get at least two wins in the month of June. And if they can't, if it's going to be one of those where if you get a win, but you draw the rest of the matches, okay, fine, not terrible, but not great. But if you're only going in getting – four or five points from these next couple matches, then it's definitely concerning. I think they can turn around. I think, like I said, getting players healthy, they seem to have settled on the starting 11. Feels as though, like, okay, can we cut down the mistakes on the defensive side and clean up the set-piece defending? You could probably sneak out a couple wins, but minimum seven points in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be worth it. Um, guys, Fuego, Let's let's talk about them for a little bit. Uh, surprisingly enough, Fuego's there, you know, at the top of the table. Uh, third place right now. Only one loss. Is, is it Fuego's, you know, is it Fuego's to lose?
2: I'm not convinced. I'm still not 100% convinced.
0: Wow, really? I mean, only one win?
2: I think they. What? They will be a playoff team, but in terms of being a one or two seed, I'm still not there yet. I could see them being the three or four. Like, that I think is their seed. Like, I'm just not sold completely. I feel like the games they've won have been weird, fluky wins. Like, not even fluky wins, just like the manner in which they get the goals. Like, the Tormenta goals were all just like, what the hell was that? The Greenville game, obviously. Uh, Madison, too, is like bad mistakes, which they're capitalizing on, but. I don't know. I still think I would take Chattanooga and Tormenta and Charlotte as teams I would put ahead of Fuego. So I'd say Fuego probably like fourth or fifth. Well, not to mention, this is a team
1: that got their shit pushed in against 10th place Omaha. They lost 3-0 to Omaha. And Granted, that was a month ago, but still, that's a big loss to... And granted, Omaha being in 10th place is a little... Um, fluky just because of the amount of games played but still like on paper you know that Omaha who they're Omaha's only win they're the only team Omaha has figured out how to beat from league one this year
0: yeah you're very much you're very much true right about that um
3: so does does Fuego so Kyle is there at 5 or 16 Fuego is they have a rematch versus Chata. they drew 2-2 and then they have tucson which that game can be fucking wild and then they have noco and then they have ncfc so like this this month of june could really separate them from a lot of people you like how where we draw the line of like how high? What's their potential? Like, for like Kyle, he says it's fifth or sixth. Me, I think they may go down to seventh. I just don't see them winning that many games. They're like, they're average, which is weird to say in a league that is very, very close. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
0: think, I think that's very true. I mean, well, the next couple of games coming up? Uh, i come over real quick again. Um, at home against Chattanooga, at home against FC Tucson, on the road against mm-hmm. Nelco, mm-hmm. at home against North Carolina and Tormenta. So they got four out of the next five games at home, which is big for them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I got to say with that, like, they're in the most probably top of the table. Very close to it.
1: Well, right, and we talk about uh, I think
3: Oh, go. Ahead.
1: I was gonna say we we talk about this a lot, hey, but you know for Central Valley, especially with the distribution of the teams, I think we'll we'll know more after their home stretch because if you're a fuego fan, hopefully you you put a lot of those away, but those away games for Fuego are brutal. You are literally flying halfway across the country, and you have to do that for every game but three, and for two of those, you're flying to the midwest, so you're still jumping two time zones, and even Tucson like. That's still a long track and, you know, hopefully these guys have some good frequent flyer miles because they're, I can't imagine traveling across the country as much as they do, especially when you consider Fresno is pretty small and a lot of these league one cities aren't exactly airport hubs. So I got to imagine these might even be, you know, three stop trips every single time you leave home. So that's, that's going to take a toll on them too on the road.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's very true. Oh, my bad, y'all. I had to go be a good husband, real quick. Whew. All right. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to ask y'all, and I'm probably gonna butcher his name when I say this, but Bet Baizen, yeah,
1: Billion Baizen, yeah, B I think it might be B uh,
0: might be, but. You guys think right now he's probably the contender for MVP so far, 10 games, seven goals, Score some crucial goals for him so far?
1: Well, I'd probably say him or Mbuyu because Mbuyu has been, mm-hmm. you know, if you got if you go on best guy, best team, he's been the best guy for Charlotte by a lot. I don't know if, what his stats are exactly, but, I mean, he's had a great campaign so far, and I got to imagine that his name will definitely come up as
0: well. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine so. I imagine so. It, it it has to be. He's probably in that contention of of MVP. Um, I want to see someone else also caught my attention in You. Uh,
3: yeah. McLaughlin.
0: Uh. If North Carolina Foreman is better, I would say yes. Hmm. Uh-oh. But he is still my golden boot winner. So if I win this, I just want you to know I'm gloating for the rest of the to next season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm gloating on that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that probably is the leader right now for the MVP race. So it looked like uh, three, uh going for the three-preens about to fall short. <laughs> so... What's up? Nothing. Oh, okay. Bye, 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 bye. Um, yeah. let's uh, let's talk about the game last night. The game that probably shocked all of USL on Twitter. Uh, Richmond kickers three Chattanooga nil. Like I told Chip earlier, like I was telling uh, Gio earlier, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was pretty shocked about this game just from the standpoint of where Richmond was tending at this month. Uh, the last month of May was not looking good. Um, I don't think we had a single win in the month of May, if memory serves me right. No, we did not. We did not have a single win in the month of May. Uh, we had a game close- canceled because of COVID. So it really was looking like, all right, we're about to play Tattanooga. We're about to get smacked here. And then we're going to struggle against Tormenta. But all enough, you know, they came out with three goals, two of them off of set pieces. My wife called two goals, which was Weird. I told her she's the good luck charm from now on, and she will attend every kickers game from here on out. Um, and Byler had probably the goal of the week so far. We haven't played Saturday games, but it's the goal of the week. <laughs> I'm standing by that. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. I uh, um, what were you guys? Yeah, about?
1: I was out um doing some yard work and having a fence beer with my neighbor, and all of a sudden I looked down my phone. Fo- look at down phone, and for some reason. Uh, your buddy Nathan is red. Our RVA is red. Had like eight tweets in a row, and it's just like on way. And then it's like, holy shit! Did they? It's like they, they can't be up three zero. And then I go and look, and they're up three zero at halftime on Chattanooga. And it's like, holy crap! What they must have? Uh, they must have put something in uh, Jimmy Oblata's tuner or something, because I I didn't see that happen, especially so quick. Because they subbed out their
0: goalie at halftime, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, took his ass out of there. Also, by the way, I was joking on the goalkeeper from Chattanooga, um, Alvarez, that got in in the second half. I told him, I was like, look, dude, stay away from the waffles and pancakes. It's not worth it. Um, and I was also like, you're going to smile when I say this. Like, you're better than the other goalkeeper. Get in there and save them because he he's dying out there. He's dying. <laughs> and he had a chuckle. So it was pretty good. Um, yeah, man, I want to say this is all around – pretty uncharacteristic from from them. It's uncharacteristic from Chattanooga, especially in this series of how they played. Like, they just didn't look up for it at all.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I don't know if it's a good thing for Omaha if we're getting this Chattanooga on this losing streak or not. But, you know, man, like, Chattanooga looked like – I went back and rewatched it today, and Chattanooga didn't just look lost out there. But you know what? That'll yeah, happen man. when you get three hung on you before halftime. I I gotta imagine that's one of those like moral route kind of games where it's just like you're you come out and it doesn't matter. It's like we already lost, like let's just get through this 45 minutes and go home.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just I don't know, man. It was just so weird to sit there in that game in that first half. And I think I was more more weird than the fact of these these three things. One how Richmond scored their girl so early and so confident. Two, how they controlled the midfield, created clear chances, and Chattanooga didn't really oppose their will with their press or anything like that. Like, Richmond was kind of able to bypass it pretty easily. And then the last thing of, um, like, Akira had a pretty easy night. He had two shots to face and both of them were super easy. Like, that does not happen. <laughs>
1: Well, especially versus Chattanooga. Chattanooga is normally pretty pretty hard out for anybody in the league. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they are. They are very much so. Um,
3: also, this was a Southern a Smothered and Covered Cup game. I didn't realize that. Which,
0: by the way, man, we need to know these standings.
3: Oh, yeah, I'll update that tonight.
0: Okay. There you go, folks. Just just because
3: you didn't have a no one had a game for like a solid three weeks. So I never updated it, the graphics, but I did it. I'll do it, which
1: is crazy because like half the league's in the smothered and covered, (laughs)
3: right? Yeah, that's that's weird.
0: That's weird how that happened. That shouldn't have happened. Um, all right. Well, with that being said, also hearts out to Chattanooga. Um, Heard what happened out there, I think it was past week. Also, uh, definitely thoughts and prayers with them and also with Tulsa. And I'll say it again, like we said last week, like something has to be done about these damn guns and the fact that all this stuff is going on. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about that because Senators are pissing me off, but, you know, whatever. Um, All right, you guys ready to go ahead and talk about this week's Slater games coming up?
1: Yeah, luckily it's a pretty short one.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, we yeah. got uh, da, 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 da. we got five games coming up this week. Oddly enough, nobody repeats on that Wednesday night game, which is funny. Um, first game coming up: Richmond versus South Georgia Tormenta. Does Tormenta kind of get themselves back on track, or does Richmond keep them off tracks and get themselves going?
3: Um, I'm going to give this game to Richmond. Ooh, okay. 2-1. Yeah, I think
1: Richmond's looking really good right now. Tormenta is not looking so great. Kind of like what we said, they had a good game. They just couldn't find the back of the net. So I think that'll be interesting – Especially with, versus a kicker's team who's so versed offensively. I think uh, Georgia just needs to put themselves in this situation where they go on the attack early. Hopefully they get uh, Richmond kind of off their feet a bit. But I think uh, I'm going to do a draw, 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. Honestly,
3: Chip, honestly, Chip, the same thing that you're saying for Tormenta is the same thing you can say for for Richmond. They've got to go fast and they got to go early because – their goal against us was super early and that's kind of how they're playing is go early, go often, and then try to help support Akira at the end. Yep! So.
0: That sounds <laughs> about Richmond. That sounds <laughs> about Richmond. Alright, um, I'm not going to give an opinion on that game because that is my game and I'm going to be hella biased, so I think that's not fun. <coughs> my bad. Um, next game coming up, 7 o'clock Eastern. We got Greenville hosting Charlotte Independence in the Battle of the Carolinas, the Smothered and Covered Cup. What else? They probably want to name this. The I-85 Derby. Uh,
3: They're not – so Charlotte's not in the Smothered and Covered.
0: Oh, well, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We don't do races. That's why. With that saying the fans yeah. races, but the owner's racist, which that's me. Okay, uh, what are you guys' opinion on this game and how this is going to play out?
3: Man, I still don't know what to fucking make of Charlotte because I don't know if they're if like if their defense are good or if it's just their offense is good or if it's just like a mix of something. I don't fucking know. Um, but I know Greenville's playing bad. So <laughs> this is probably like a 2-0 win for Charlotte. And that hurt me oh.
0: Okay, so what you got, man?
1: For this game, and luckily, I think Brandon logged off and so did geo, so no one has to hear me say this uh, until they listen to it tomorrow when it's posted. But I'm. I think Charlotte might be for real, and I think Charlotte's going to give Greenville the old uh, Greenville special 1-0, but it's not
0: going to go Greenville's way. Wow. Oof. Wow. So. <laughs> What y'all are saying, essentially, is that that Charlotte, by the end of the night, can have, essentially, if things go their way, they can have a four-point gap at the top of the table going into June. That's insane! (laughs) Yeah.
3: I mean, this... Everything is made up, and the points don't count with this league. I don't fucking know, man. This is just... <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I'm going to go against the green, so I'm going to be the lone wolf I'm going to go Greenville, man. I think Greenville gets – I'll go 2-1. I think Charlie can attack great. I don't trust their defense nor their goalkeeper. I don't trust it. And I think Greenville can do enough where they can bend but don't – and God help Don Smart and his hammies because he's gonna need them in this game, to run like crazy. Um, but I'm gonna go 2 1 Greenville. I think they get a goal off the set piece and maybe like a lucky deflection or something. Who knows? Um, next thing coming up, Tip, this is your game, so I'll let you read. Uh, chatted to the Red Wolves at home against Union Omaha. Chip, you kind of talking about is this kind of like a trap game for Union Omaha? You know, you guys are at the bottom of the table just because of points, not because the game's played. Do you think this is a trap game for you?
1: Well, I, I think a trap game implies that we're supposed to go in there and win, but we may not win because we underestimate the opponent. I think, uh, you know, when Omaha briefly avoided going to the bottom of the table with that B'Jev goal, I sighed a, a sigh of relief until I realized that Ford Madison played Tucson and we played at Chattanooga. And so it's just probably going to happen this week instead. Uh, playing at Chattanooga has been a fucking house of horrors for Union Omaha. We have one result versus Chattanooga all, all time. And that was at home. But when we played there, one, the first game we ever played there, that was that lightning game that got me banned from uh, Chattanooga's Twitter. The second game was a 3-0 drubbing where they beat Dami Viedere's – or broke Dami Viedere's ribs, which is still the worst defeat in program history. And then last year, they they beat us so badly. I was uh, flying to London at the time, and they beat us so badly, I didn't even bother watching the game. I was like, I got some tea and bland food to eat. I'm not going to bother myself watching this. We've never gotten a result at Chattanooga. So, I think Damn. in this game, it's probably going to be hold one
0: hold on, So, Chattanooga beat your team that badly that you were like, you know what, fuck it. Fish and chips sound like a hell of a meal today.
1: Right. I mean, I was in England, so I was like, eh. You know, I'm going to go stare at some uh, stolen artwork and, uh, you know, eat some mushy peas and have some beans on toast. That sounds more enticing than watching this team lose to Chattanooga. And, you know, I think Chattanooga is definitely uh, one of those – there probably are – I would say either them or Madison. I'd say Madison's probably more the bugaboo team just because of the disparity in the table. But, you know, it says a lot that we've never beaten Chattanooga, and I think we are going to lose probably 1-0, 2-0. But that being said, my in-laws are in town this week, and Union Omaha has never not gotten a result when I've watched a game with my in-laws. So uh, maybe the bitter pill of them being here uh, will be slightly sweeter because that will force us to get a draw or win versus Chattanooga. So, always a bright side, right? Yeah,
0: always a bright side. The bright side. Um, Ev, what's your thoughts on this one, homie?
3: So, I, I was, I would hope that Union Omaha can like get back to winning in the league. Um Cool that you guys got- are winning and. In- uh like open cup uh, but I want I wanna see some results from you guys and I think this could be your game where you could do it. I hope. Does this me being more hopeful than chip? I don't know.
1: I'm just trying to reverse I jinx said. myself. That's what I'm trying to do more than anything. <laughs>
3: oh, okay. <That's> right. <laughs> so yeah uh, maybe two one, two two at least it's better than a zero zero draw and you guys Actually, score some goals and you know you get that off your back, so that you can start like performing in in USL League One. That sounds so weird. I mean, that was love. So,
0: what's your? Oh,
1: I would say it would be I don't know depressingly what depressingly funny. But you
0: nerd, you're scaring me now.
1: <laughs> I would say it would be. I'm
0: gonna go with a draw. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna
0: go with a draw. I'll go one-one.
1: I would say it mm-hmm. would be depressingly scary. But also very funny if Union Omaha made like the semifinals of the Open Cup and then finished in
0: 11th place in League One. So at that point, nobody cares.
1: Yeah, at
3: that point, we just we're all Union Omaha fans. We're all getting jerseys <laughs> or at least shirts,
0: right? And like at that point, we don't care. Like, go ahead and win this thing for USL League One, man. That would just
1: be like the weirdest season though of all time. <laughs> like, there, you know, in 50 years from now, you know, whoever takes this over for us. We'll be talking about, like, the weirdest USL one season ever, and someone will have some dumb take they will be like, actually, it was when Omaha made the finals of the Open Cup and was 11th place on the table. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, that shit's crazy. But, you know, I think Omaha will have a return to form. Um, I just don't know if it'll be this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very much so, very much so. I will say this. Yeah. Um... Uh well no hold on I'll I'll say that point for the very end I'll say that point for the very end. Um, uh, moving on to the last game, Kyle's not here to talk about it, so we'll talk about it for him. Fort Madison at home hosting FC Tucson. What you guys think about this one? particularly uh, let's let's say this: whoever wins this game throws himself back into the playoff race. Whoever loses this game is essentially holding up the table. Or so then you know they're going they so
3: they to get draw. Right. <laughs> so you it's going to be a draw. <laughs> well,
1: I think again... With like those with, type of uh, implications.
0: Come on now. I think we draw Bonanza. That's what we're going with?
1: Yeah. Well, I think with this game, kind of like what you were saying, Yogi, if you do not want to be at the bottom of the table and... I think in the preseason, these were kind of like the two teams that aren't Charlotte or North Carolina, who uh, don't look like they're going to be bottom of the table teams. Uh, If you're these two teams, if you want to avoid the wooden spoon, you probably want to win this game. So, you know, it's big for that, and it's still close, and it's still early, so a win could really turn around either team. But I don't know. Just neither of those teams really impresses me, and it just – Seems like one of those games where it's like a zero zero draw.
0: And you know what? This is going to be the chaos game of the week. <laughs> this is going to be the game where the most stupid stuff happens. And then we're all sitting here Thursday, like, what happened? I'm going to tell y'all, like, oh, everything happened.
3: I'm going to be so mad because it doesn't deserve to be the chaos game of the week. And yet.
0: But it has all the writing for it.
3: <laughs> oh, man. You know what,
0: <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb here, and I want to say Ford Madison, Ford Madison 2, FC Song 1, and a red card.
3: Oh, okay. Okay. And,
0: um, but the red card is going to be for Ford Madison. Okay. That, that's what I'm going with this week, so... They can make it work by wild for in Madison. And watch to see, you they get drummed up four
3: nothing. <laughs> it, well no, it's gonna be four three They give you hope, and then they're gonna give up that last minute goal.
0: That's the Madison way.
3: <laughs>
0: it's like, eh, we'll think about playing defense.
3: Everybody said no defense, that's just vibes, is that what we're doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's the vibe for it. Um but I think I don't think we talked about it yet, but the last game um, coming up, NoCo gets a home game. Finally, after all this time playing on the road, uh, what was it? Ten games on the road to start off the year. Um, they get a home game against NCFC. So, Ab, I'll let you start off with this because these are your boys.
3: Uh I mean, right now they they have a winning streak. It's wild. Um, and we know that they can get results on the road more than they get them at home until recently. Um, I would love for them to go in and spoil some, uh, uh, to spoil some good feelings there. So I want to go 2-1, because that's what they tend to win. They can only win by one goal on the road, so. Yeah.
0: Is Olex gonna be available for this game or is he already gone on international duty?
3: That's a good question. I don't think he's gone yet.
0: Yeah, because I saw he got a late call-up, and I also saw that Somersault got a late call-up. Also, I didn't mean to ask you about this.
3: Where's SoCat? He is here. I don't like. – I'm not quite sure if he's just not in form or what, but he's here.
0: Is he with the twos?
3: No, he, he was at the game last week.
0: Wow, okay.
3: All right, I, I guess, guess he's just got enough people ahead of him that he's just not getting in.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, especially being second in the table right now. Right. <laughs>
1: I mean, we
3: have like <laughs> – Garrett's like just banging him in a goal a game at this point is kind of –
0: Yeah, 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 it works out. Um, so that wraps up the preview for that – Upcoming week of games, um, guys. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you guys. This hey, we question, have our big announcement. Well, actually, two questions. Okay, we'll save that for the very, very okay. end. Very end. Let's get for this episode. <laughs> um, question number one: Who is your chaos and Vaz pick of the week? Scott.
3: Uh,
0: I agree with Madison.
3: My chaos. Tucson.
0: Sorry, God.
3: Yeah, that's gonna be chaos. No, no, we're we're all agreeing. That's gonna be our chaos. Just because it makes no sense. That's going to be chaos. <laughs> okay.
0: that That's the only game that makes sense is the chaos thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think
3: for vibes, um, I, yeah, I go vibes. no
1: code
0: North Carolina. Okay. Chips, same! Oh my gosh! Twins! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I'm going to disagree with y'all. I'm going to go... Duh, duh, duh. I'm going to go NCFC... Uh, no okay.
3: That's I what we it's said. it's
0: very entertaining game.
3: Oh, is your chaos or is your vibe?
0: It's the vibe. No, the chaos pick was the 0-4 uh, Madison one.
3: We said no-co it's too.
0: Oh, well, well, the FC2. Oh, I think that's at union. My bad. All right, so we all agree. Yeah. yeah. And Kyle's going to listen to this and be like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Kyle's going to be. Um, but this is the last question I want to ask y'all. And listeners, if y'all want to respond to this as well, feel free. Um, if you had to choose one coach at the end of this year to go up to MLS, who do you think will have the more, more successful season, and at what club are they going to? And the two coaches that I've been putting out there, Jay Mills at Union Omaha, John Harts at Greenville. Who will have the more successful season, and at what club? OK i like this i like this i have thoughts already i was
1: actually uh talking to brian about or no i was talking to rich about this on our ride home from minnesota so the answer is Harks. uh the j min style like with the counter offensive it is weird that not more mls teams do that but he's super reliant on that if he has to play like I'm going to use this term loosely, but like quote unquote real like possession based soccer.
3: You know, I don't know if
1: he would be super successful. I think his big uh, thing is the counter and it's also talent identification and improvement. And what he does the best is finding these guys out of college from these, call them no name programs. There's no like Dukes on our roster. It's like Wisconsin, Whitewater, and University of North Carolina, Charlotte. You know, it's these random programs that you've – that aren't really, like – come, that don't really come up in, like, uh, NCAA soccer talk. So I think that would kind of hurt him in an MLS, just having to play that type of game as well as his talent being more of the talent identification side. Like, I think he'd be really good at running, like – the whole youth development, talent, acquisition side of an NLS franchise, I don't think he'd be a great coach. Parks, on the other hand, he plays big boy possession soccer. And if we're talking about teams, I think you got to look to Charlotte, who just fired their coach um, because the English deep.
0: Which, by the way, was the dumbest move ever.
1: But allegedly, why is that Fuchs guy who they spent like an arm and a leg on didn't want to play for it anymore.
0: So actually, no, it's not Fuse. The reporting out there is that it's Werdurski oh, okay. that didn't like him because Werdurski wasn't getting the starts that he wanted. So he told, because Werdurski is real cool with the assistant coach, and that's why they have put the assistant coach to head coach. So he's all messy. It's yeah. messy yeah. with shit. But but yeah, like, I get. Oh, I'm loving him it. Going there
1: playing with mature guys in a system like that and having some success there. I just don't think Minza's strength and his coaching style really translate. That being said, it'd be great to see him go to the MLS. Um, if I wasn't, wasn't an Omaha fan, it'd be great. Obviously if Jay wants to go more power to him, but it would be great to just have someone hand him the keys and just say, Hey, just do whatever the hell you want. If you want to play just like marauding counterattack football, like, go ahead. But unfortunately, that's just, you know, not what a lot of top level teams want to do. You know, famously, like with Jesse Marsh going to RB Leipzig, that was the big complaint was, Jesse, you know, you play counter attack football. You can't do that anymore. We're going away from that. And then he didn't have success. And then he went to Leeds, kind of did the what he was doing at Salzburg and found success and kept him up. So it's just not a style that I think a lot of big, clubs which mls thinks they're the biggest clubs in the world kind of want to play because it's kind of a small club style of uh, football
3: yeah
0: em, who you got home
3: i mean my answer was also parks but mine was more for the memes. um it would be hilarious to see him coach i think he would also be successful be successful um he'd probably be like in that eight or nine position just because he's getting into it, he's probably going to go into a team that is like right there that just needs that like Jesse Marsh type of feel good story, and then you're going to win for the coach. But <laughs> but mine was definitely not as serious as his. Where do you think he goes? Um, I mean, there's a couple of teams that could use a coach. Obviously, Charlotte is one. Um, I don't actually think he succeeds in Cincinnati. Uh,
0: well, I don't think Cincinnati's gonna be hiring him back anytime soon. No,
3: no. Um. Let's take a look. Um. I mean. I mean, right now you got of... DC,
0: you got uh, Charlotte, San Jose Open. Um, if you want to believe reports, maybe a Sporting Kansas City. Yeah.
3: I think he could do well uh, at Sporting. Yeah. Sporting has I think Sporting could definitely do it.
1: Hell, maybe. He could definitely do
3: it with Sporting. Chip, did you say what you wanted,
0: uh, Jay, i was ago?
1: I didn't say anything, but, you know, that's, I think if uh, Jay manages to get the guys to beat SKC, I don't know if they're quite, I know in Minnesota there's a lot of calls to fire the coach. I don't know if they're Quite there in K C with Peter Vermes, but if you know Omaha wins, you know maybe I, I don't really know if he gets looked at. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But I don't know. I could see. I don't. There's the MLS MLS coaching thing is so weird, and I think it would you would need to have a club that's maybe a little bit more forward thinking to ever get a USL League One coach there, especially a guy that kind of. John Harkes has pedigree just because he's a former national team player. He coached in the championship, and now was in one. Jay, for as great as a coach as he been has been, sadly hasn't been. Doesn't really have the pedigree. You know, he didn't really play pro soccer. He was a college coach, and it's only in his third year of coaching um, pro as a head coach with some academy experience. But I think, you know. I I just don't think any team would pull the trigger on him. I think if Jay's going anywhere, it's probably one of those, like, top five or six USL championship sides because I don't really think he – you know, like, we all love to joke about how bad Hartford is, but I don't think, you know, Jay would leave to go coach at Hartford. He would want to go to, like, a Phoenix Rising or Louisville City or something like that, and he could take that and turn that into an MLS job, but I just – and, again, it's just a fun hypothetical, but I don't really think with Jay's uh, lack of, you know, pedigree, that would be a very popular hire because, you know, people love saving face and bringing in the League One guy. I'm sure a lot of MLS fans would be like, who the hell is this guy? You know, we want – why is Pep not coaching Charlotte City or whatever the hell their name is? We want <laughs> Pep, you know. That Nagelsman guy is pretty good over there. In well, Bayern. they
0: had Pep. They had Walmart Pep. And they had Walmart Pelt, but they let him go because a player didn't like him. Yay. Um God, life is a dystopian hell. Um, for me, if I had to choose, I think if John was to leave it in this year, I think Charlotte, if they wanted to do the right thing, but I don't think Tapper likes that. And I think Harts and Tapper would clash. I think D C makes a lot of sense. He played in DC he could really get that fan base re and on the side, I think would be a great hire. And I think the expectation, oddly enough, will be DC that it would be in Charlotte. Um, And I think Jay, the only, Chip, you're right. I think just based on who Jay is, he probably needs more experience at a different level. And it probably will be the USF Championship, but if it had to be an MLS side, I think the only side I can see him realistically going to is maybe a sporty Kansas City. Mm. That's the only side I can't see Minnesota because I don't think I don't think Minnesota is that kind of club where they'll they'll go super young. But I mean, they've done it before. But yeah, but if I had to put my money on one, I'll go on John. I yeah. think we all agree on will have the better career
2: in MLS.
1: Jay's also been at Real Salt Lake, and he saws a pretty strong connection out there, including. Um, our former kit manager is back out there coaching some of the development sides, uh, league one legend Chente. So, you know, I, I can see that too, but again, it's just, I think without that pedigree, it'd be really hard for um, a general manager of an MLS team to convince uh, a team to pick him up. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, I think, I think you're absolutely right on with that. Well, um, with that being said, before we wrap up, we do our little introduction, Chip. Do you let everyone know what our special super-duper fun news is?
1: For sure. So, we've been working hard behind the scenes to get some people uh, to co-host this kind of spaces that are past and former USL League One contributors. So, next week, if you remember, if you're a real OG, you'll remember Lansing Common, the or not Lansing Comic, excuse me, uh, Lansing Ignite, who was around famously for one year before folding. Um, and we are having Weston and Cam of League One Unfiltered on to host the spaces with in two weeks' time.
0: Yeah. So that would be fun to hear from them and hear how everything is going on with uh, the little birdies up there in Michigan. They seem to be doing really well, actually. So Yeah, so it seems really cool. I know
1: – they want to talk about that a bit. And then I know they also want to talk about kind of what's happened in the league sense with the new teams and the open cup run and just kind of reminisce a bit. And so it should be a really fun podcast for those of you who um, listen to their sh- didn't listen to their show back in the day. There was two, there was league one fun, which was a little bit more, I'd say like buttoned up. And then there was league one unfiltered, which was a lot more uh, unfiltered and bancy and, We'll have to bring that back for uh, two weeks. They did this fun segment called Bants uh, of the Week, which was just like, which supporters are being the most annoying on Twitter to each other?
0: <laughs> I think it was always y'all in Greenville that would go about it.
1: Uh, pretty much. But no, yeah, it should be fun. And you know, if you're familiar with your work, their work, you're probably going to be pretty excited because they're awesome guys and they put out a great prod podcast. And if, You haven't heard of them before. Get excited. They're super fun. They're super interesting. And it should be a really fun show.
0: Yeah, it should be. It should be. So look forward to that. Um, As always, guys, you can follow us on Twitter. Of course, Walking90, if you haven't followed us yet, make sure to give us a follow. Uh, Make sure to share with a friend. We do live shows every week, every other week. So next week, we'll be on YouTube doing a live show. You can see our beautiful faces. The week after that, we do tortoise faces. So remember, it goes like this. Twitter spaces one week, YouTube the next week. Right. We're trying to grow this community, Try to make sure everyone involved. Uh, with that being said, for Ebony, for Chip, for Kyle, for Brain, yep. yes, Eb.
3: I'll say,
0: yep. Oh, yeah. My name. I have to talk to Ebony like she's a student sometimes, because sometimes she might say some wild shit out of her mouth. Uh, <laughs> uh, but for all of oh, us, fast. we want to say thank y'all for taking the time. For listening to the show, remember, share with a friend. We will holler at you guys next week. And remember, we are USL League 1. We'll holler at you guys later. Be safe and be easy.
2: Thanks, everybody.